on our podcast at Christmas. The Premier League gave to me four wins in a row for Watford, three points for Chelsea, two Mara's penalties, and more pressure on LVG. Jolly Dubs. <laughs> ho, ho, Peterson. <laughs> and this is the Side Nerdy. Alright, we're back for our special Christmas podcast and no Christmas edition Side Nerdy podcast is complete without... A little Christmas theme throughout the whole thing. So going to our question of the week, Doves, who's on Santa's naughty and nice list this Christmas season? <laughs> that is a good question. A lo- um, there's a lot of nominees for, for, for both, actually. <laughs> yeah. My nice list, I am actually going to go from Watford, Troy Deeney and Igalo. Yep. And from Leicester, Mares. Yep, I like it. Uh, simply because... Credit where credit is due. Yep. Those guys are probably, aside from Lukaku, just a little bit down the line, probably the best players in the Premier League at the moment. Yeah, yeah, right up there. Absolutely. Well, you're talking about teams that are, what are they, first and fifth or sixth at the moment yep. in, in the league? So, absolutely flying. Especially um, Wofford. Um, now, what about your, your naughty list? My who's, naughty who's list. Who's getting a uh, at the moment, I've got to put the worst to the worst, <laughs> which is uh, Jose Mourinho. Oh, poor who, Jose. Who got Kick, what, who kicking got, him when he's down. <laughs> who got what was coming to him. Oh. Um, but I still have to not leave out Louis van Gaal. Ah, yeah. yeah. He's, uh, the way he's managing at the moment is really poor. So That's an understatement. Naughty LVG. Naughty LVG. <laughs> Cold for Christmas. <laughs> what about you? Who do you have? Okay, on, on uh, my nice list, I'm, I'm going with um, all three promoted teams. So, yeah, Watford, Bournemouth and Norwich, who all got wins this weekend. Yep. Um, a couple of them really big wins too. So they all pretty much played, I think, traditional big four teams. So, I mean, Watford, who didn't Watford knock off? Liverpool this week. Yeah. Uh, oh, Bournemouth. Oh, they got a win away to to West Brom, but still massive result for oh, them. Oh yeah. And Norwich got the result away at United. Yes, of course. So the theatre of broken dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Uh, but yeah, on my naughty list, um, uh, especially after this week's um, performances, I'm going with um, Mangala from Manchester City and um, Sako from Liverpool, who are both absolutely terrible French defenders. <laughs> like I can't decide out of the two of them which one is worse. Yep. I'd maybe go with Mangala, only yep. because he cost so much money last season. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I have never liked Mangala. <laughs> you, you've gone on record numerous yep. times. The second I saw him play, I just thought, he's he's just crap. Yeah. Like, he's he's 
ball play is okay, but he's just... He can't read the play. Yeah, he's yeah. He, he's a terrible person too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, yeah, we've got so much to get through on this um, this Christmas podcast, but um, let, let's just get straight into obviously the massive news during the week. Um, I was I was crying tears all uh, Thursday, Friday, but uh, the special one is now the unemployed one. <laughs> yes, jo- Jose got um, got the sack and sort of probably not too unexpected really what do you think well yes it was um it was a little bit unexpected only in the fact that i thought it would have happened sooner yeah well i mean romans got rid of plenty of managers for a lot less yeah yeah you know you know one or two losses and you know the pressure's been on and he's moved on managers pretty early i just wonder if you know because this was jose's second time around and, and everything he won last season maybe that him a bit more time. Yep. Um, I think there was still hope yeah. that he could turn it around. Yeah. Um, but now you're out of the Champions League. Yeah. Um, no, no, we're still in it. Are you? Yeah, we, oh, okay. we haven't been knocked out by PSG yet. <laughs> oh, that's interesting then. Because I thought, um, I don't know why I thought uh, Chelsea was knocked out. No, but... well, well, Chelsea finished top of their group. Oh, well, there you go. But just, yeah, getting probably that absolute worst possible draw you could yeah. getting PSG. Because I thought that would have broken the, the camel's back, yeah. so, to say, so to speak. But, yeah. um, well, there you go. I didn't know. So Well, we, we saw last week after Chelsea lost away at Leicester, Jose pretty much came out and just threw all the players underneath the proverbial bus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he pretty much said that they were, he felt betrayed by all the players that they weren't playing to how he wanted. Yeah. Um, criticized the golden boy Hazard that he wasn't actually injured. Yeah. Even though, I mean, and Hazard didn't play this weekend, so obviously he was. Yeah. And yeah, that the, the official press release that came out from the club said that there was a, a palpable discord <laughs> between Jose and the Air players. <laughs> so I mean, obviously, it got to that point where Jose had just almost completely lost the dressing room. Yeah. Um, what was interesting, I thought, is that after the post match, um, because there's no manager yep. to do an interview, John Terry did the interview. Yeah. And in it, he said that he doesn't blame the manager. It's all of their faults. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I thought was surprising considering I thought, like you were saying, the back room is gone. Yeah. I thought it was just Jose V, you know, well, the team. Well, well, you see, back in the day, like, throughout, like, this massive success of Chelsea over the last decade, you've always had this spine of players, which was always, you know, JT, Czech, Lampard, and Drogba. You've always had those players around. Yep. And with some of the other managers that have come and gone, it's pretty much come down to them not wanting that manager anymore. Yeah. And I think, especially now that Drogba had left, Czech was gone, Lampard sort of moved on, like maybe there wasn't enough of that grit in the dressing room to sort of just say, hold on, this isn't the manager's fault, it's our yep. fault. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, I, I mean, we've seen it over the last few weeks. We saw Costa crack the absolute shit yep. <laughs> on the sideline and throw his bib at Jose. So you wonder if that's... If that's the type of stuff, the stress on that squad that we're seeing in public, yeah, like what was happening behind closed doors, yeah. Uh, but yeah, just I don't know. Really, at, personally, as a Chelsea fan, I was pretty, pretty bummed about it because throughout this last decade, we've had so much success, yeah. But you know, we always just yearned for that 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 one manager. Like United always had Ferguson throughout that era, yeah. And I think we we had it so good at the start with Jose, and then he left. And I was like, oh, you're never going to get anyone back like that again. Yeah. And then suddenly you do. You, yeah. You, you you get this awesome second chance. Yeah. And then it just absolutely crash, yep. crashes and burns. And 
Do you, um, do you think it was a mistake of Jose to um, bench players just because they weren't doing what he wanted to do? Oh, yes and no. It was obviously going to affect players' performances, but um, you know that's, that's the job of a manager. No, no player is guaranteed playing time. Yeah, I mean that's that's why you have a playing squad. You don't just play the same eleven players. Yeah, and this Chelsea team has underperformed hugely this season. Like yeah. they're, they're sitting still fifteenth. So I mean, there's obviously problems there, and he was trying, you know, trying to do find the right right formula for it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just so many so many players in that squad just not even playing anywhere near their their potential. Do they know what went wrong? Because right from the start of this season, it hasn't gone right. Yeah. And well, you come off being the champions, like yeah, something had to have. I, I think happened. <laughs> well, I think it just pretty much comes straight back down to day one of preseason. Yeah. Um, I, you know, the players and the team started their preseason almost a week later than everyone else because they had an extra week off. Yeah, Jose gave them an extra week off, and we saw players like you know Diego Costa came back overweight. Yeah, you, you know, not fat, but like not yep. not at the the weight that he should be. Yeah, and they just sort of had this real sluggish start, and then they you know the the big teams nowadays they fly all around the world, play their friendlies. Yeah, and in that very first friendly, um, Chelsea played New York Red Bulls. And a team from the MLS, but the thing was they were playing the Red Bulls pretty much reserves and youth team. Yeah, and they got they got beaten four one in that game. <laughs> and you could almost see right from there that oh, you know something something wasn't quite right, and it just yeah. it's just sort of snowballed. And you know that first game where they coughed up a you know a two goal lead against Swansea. Yep, Eva going on the pitch and Jose attack you know publicly attacking her, and it's, yeah, you know the whole thing, the stadium bans the. The arguments with managers, the yeah. It's so maybe just... maybe that was the turning point when um, what are they called the the medics? Oh, yeah, like when you the lost physios. her, yeah, yeah Eva. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, she she is suing the club and I think Jose as well. So yeah. you know, there's obviously something going on there. I won't discuss it because I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's just been one of those things that everything that can go wrong has gone wrong this season for Jose. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just real, I don't know, it's, I wasn't surprised to see it. Like almost every morning, the first thing I do is I check Sky Sports. Yeah. And for the last two months, probably the first thing I've expected to see is Jose sacked. Yep. And then when I actually saw it on Friday, I actually said out loud, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> like just every day I've just been waiting for it and waiting for it. Yeah. You know, there was rumors Wednesday night, we went to the Star Wars premiere, and then that night there was rumours that, you know, a lot of the, the board and Roman was getting together to discuss their options, and I think I think Jose knew the writing was on the wall Yeah, coming up, so, yeah. So you've got Gus Hiddink as interim manager at the moment. Yeah, so an- another blast from the past <laughs> for Chelsea. So, um, yeah, com- coming back, I think, six years now after his first stint, yeah. and actually in the Roman era... Gus Hinnick is the only manager to leave on his own terms in that whole time. Oh, really? Yes, because he came in um, for that short cameo, uh, won the FA Cup for Chelsea, and then I think Roman and the players wanted him to stay, but he'd already had arrangements. I think he was coaching the the Russian FA. Yep. And I think there was the World Cup coming up at the time, or Euro, I can't remember exactly. So he sort of declined the club management thing and just stayed with the national team. Yeah. Hasn't been a good 12 months for hitting because he failed um, trying to get Netherlands qualified for the Euros. Yeah. Ended up stepping down during the campaign and that didn't help 
Netherlands either. They were already screwed. Yeah. But yeah, we saw at the game on the weekend, um, Roman up in his corporate box, he had had Hiddink there in the stands, and, but next to him was Didier Drogba. Yes. And the, the word is that Hiddink wants to bring in Drogba as an assistant coach yep. to work alongside. I think the only back backroom staff member that's survived is Steve Holland, which is one of our long-term um, assistant managers. Yep. Because the thing is, Jose... Um, always moves to club to club with the same. He has like two assistant managers that he has with him. Yeah. Um, and so when Jose left, the other two pretty much left with him straight away. Yeah. Um, so they would have taken it the worst when Jose got fired because it means they're fired. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but um, I mean, r- reports are that his his right hand man Rui, um, another Portuguese, apparently he had 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 a massive fallout already with pretty oh, really? much the entire squad. Yeah. Um, because he takes a lot of the day-to-day training sessions. Yeah. So, you know, he, he's probably very brutal in his assessments, Yeah. you know, to those players. Because he knows he's, his manager's got his back and, yeah. he, you know, he's got his manager's back as well. So, yeah, um, yeah just, you know, it, it's just, it, it's so bizarre this season, the way it's gone. If someone had told you back in May that, you know, come Christmas time, yeah. Jose's out the door, Chelsea's sitting almost relegation Leicester, on, Leicester the top. on the top <laughs> you know you, you would have just you know you would have slapped someone with a fish yeah <laughs> it's so random but um yeah we're seeing now we might possibly see massive manager merry-go-round yep because um, which I'm afraid of <laughs> yeah well I mean the, at the at the moment we've um over the weekend Pep Guardiola the um the famous manager at the moment he's at um Bayern Munich um he came out and said he's finishing up with Bayern Munich at the end of this season yep and so suddenly you've got, you know, you've got Man United, Manchester City, and Chelsea who could all well. Chelsea are definitely going to be looking for a new manager. Yeah. Rumors are Manchester City want to pretty much get Guardiola no matter what. Yeah. Which is a bit strange because they're right in that title race. And yeah. How does that? They may as well just go to um, Pellegrini. Yeah. Pelle- they may as may as well get a Pellegrini. Can you just help us get? Guardiola in. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, a, it's a weird position for Pellegrini. Yeah. He's got all this talk. And uh, I mean, a lot of the, some of the ex-Barcelona sort of football directors have been at Manchester City for a few years already. Yeah. So yeah, obviously, you know, there's going to be a lot of interest into where Pep Guardiola goes. Like his last frontier is pretty much English football. He's dominated Spain. He's dominated Germany. Um, and yeah, the reports are already that, you know, Abramovich wants to pretty much give the keys of the kingdom to Pep and literally give him a blank checkbook to overturn this entire squad yeah. and create almost like a new Barcelona yeah. at Chelsea, create the team that he wants. Um, so it's definitely going to be a massive shift of styles of football than what Chelsea's experienced the last few years. Yeah. Um, but that said, like a lot of that's, that squad is is quite young. It's, it's not a, an old squad besides John Terry. There's quite a lot of... Um, like youth on that side, so yeah, um, and yeah, a lot of world class players, but obviously not playing to their potential. Yep. Uh, well, the good thing for Chelsea is that Gus Hiddink's got nothing to lose. Yeah, exactly. So he's going to be in there to do yep. what he needs to do. Obviously, he's there to keep him out of relegation. Yeah. Um, until they can get um, Guardiola or whoever. Yeah, exactly. Can get in there. So I, I mean, look, let, let's be like. Put us thinking out. I'm like, surely they don't get relegated. I say, I say surely. Uh, well, basically, there's two relegation spots up for grabs because, as far as I'm concerned, Villa are already played championship football. Yeah, they're, they're doomed. Yeah. Um. So you know, they 
I doubt they'll go down. But yeah, you're right. Hiddink has nothing to lose. And I think him bringing Drogba just suddenly just picks up the whole dressing room because Drogba was such a big presence. Yeah. Um, especially last season, pretty much came in as a third-choice striker. And towards the end of that season with um, Diego Costa's injuries, played a lot of football. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's that's going to just be a massive shift for that for that dressing room. Put you know, pretty much change the whole dynamic. Could you see Diego Costa taking advice from Drogba? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, they obviously know each other well from last season. Yeah. Um, and you know, Hiddink's going to come in with his own ideas. Yeah. Um, Hiddink is a world class coach. Let's you know, but he he's not. He's not young. He's he's got a lot of experience. Yeah. And who knows? He might just completely change up the whole system at Chelsea. He might suddenly decide he wants to play two strikers up front. Yeah. And play fast counter-attacking football. And uh, yeah, the the weird thing was this weekend we saw like Oscar was man of the match this week, and he was playing football that I've never seen before. Yeah. Um. You know, every chance he got the ball, he was running at players. He was doing stepovers. Back, back. He was almost back heeling the ball every time he got it. Lots of one touch. He even attempted a Rabona cross into the box. Yeah, and he never would have done that when Jose was in charge. Yeah. So maybe now that you know Roman pretty much told all the players that you all have a fresh start. Yeah. Like Jose's gone now. You know he he told him he didn't want to sack him. Yeah. Unfortunately, he did. But now the players all get a fresh start and they need to start performing. So yeah. Um. They're. You know, one from one at the moment, post Jose, and maybe, or for my sake, yeah. <laughs> and for their sake, hopefully it um, improves. So, from one sacked manager to another manager who is, you know, halfway out the door. Um, Pellegrini. Pellegrini, <laughs> Arsenal 2, Man City 1. Yeah. Another loss for Man City. Yeah, another loss. It was um, the big Monday night football game. Um, which meant Tuesday morning here. Yep. Um, luckily, I was on holiday, so I was able to watch it. I was actually really excited for it because, you know, in the, in the past, like, you know, when, when you're in a title race, all the other fixtures, like, are really relevant. Yeah. And, like, you're just stressing about, oh, you know, I need, you know, I, I, if this game happened last season, I would be thinking, I need Arsenal Man City to be a draw. I need, you know, keep distance on both. Yeah. I watched it this morning again. I, I don't no give a shit. No worries at all, yeah. Um, so it was actually quite fun to watch. But, um, yeah, opening 30 minutes, pretty... It was like it was like a boxing match where they were just sort of trading jabs. Yeah. Just sort of seeing what the other team was doing. But you got the feeling Man City was starting to, to win that battle. And then they got this massive counter-attack opportunity, two-on-one. I think it was um, Aguero and KDB. And KDB had the shot and he missed. And... You know, he probably should have squared the ball for Aguero and it yep. would have been a simple goal. Yeah. But from that rebound, went down the other end and Otzel set up Theo Walcott for an absolute thunderbolt of a goal. Yep. And that just completely changed the game. Um, suddenly, Manchester City had to, you know, push up the field, try and get that equaliser. And it, it just played perfectly into Arsenal's hands because they were able to control possession, um, create opportunities. And with the help of Mangala, Giving the ball to Otzel, <laughs> yeah, he was able to to feed um, gorgeous Giroud. Gorgeous Giroud. For, um, I th- I'm not sure if it's his seventh or eighth um, consecutive goal in a row. Yeah, now. Uh, a fantastic finish, really tight angle, and um, yeah, there's there's another player that's having an absolute you know red letter season. Yeah. Um, well, having Sterling replaced again this week. Yeah. What's happening with him? Well, I'm not sure if he's carrying an injury or maybe they're trying to manage his his workload at the moment. But I think Pellegrini used the tactics for this because he played Delph out wide on the opposite wing of De Bruyne. Yeah. And Delph is more of a central mid 
midfielder where he can sort of control the ball and make things happen in front of him. Yeah. So I think it was more of a, of like a stopgap. Yep. So he could help out, like stop the... Because Arsenal play really fast down the wings. They've got really fast wingers. And I think he was... Dolph was pretty much just there on that wing to sort of stop the play yep. rather than create something. Um, but yeah, obviously, because um, Giroud scored on the stroke of half time, Pellegrini had to completely change change his thinking. And yeah, we saw Sterling come on yep. at, at the half time break. But um, yeah, they just, they, they're really trying to get that goal. But Arsenal, you know, Arsenal could have had a, a couple more themselves. They, they played really well. Yeah. Um, I realised now, I just said. Sterling coming off. Yeah, <laughs> I meant Sterling being replaced. Oh, only sorry. get only getting a half a game. So, um, yeah. But Aguero going off injured again. Yeah. Are they just not waiting long enough for well, him to come back? He sort of got like sandwiched. Like he got like crunched in midair going out for a header, and yeah, it looked like he sort of had a bit of a head injury. But but the um the the ref I can't remember who it was Andre Mariner he sort of just waved play on yeah even though Aguero was just sitting there with his like his head in his hands yeah head injuries a... you're supposed to stop playing oh, straight exactly. away head injuries I don't think you should ever muck around or second guess with head injuries yeah um, so he came off so obviously something was wrong there but um, yeah just I, I think City just got punished too many times for, with Mangala's errors he's they're clearly yeah. lacking Vincent Company this season I think it's now eight or nine games. He's been out. Yep. And yeah, Manchester City are in just free fall at the moment. Yeah. Um, Mangala just, yeah. He's shocking, isn't he? Yeah. He's like, that's why he's on my naughty list. <laughs> but, but I tell you what, um, Yaya Toure getting the, um, pulling it back quite late, but it was probably one of the best placed goals you'll see all season. Yeah. Uh, just didn't really hit it with power, just placed it and killed it into the t- t- Top corner. Yep. Peter Cech didn't even move in the box. <laughs> I think he was expecting it to go one and just curled right in. Yeah. It was absolutely sublime class from um, from Yaya. Um, but yeah, just in the end, wasn't enough. Um, Boney came close quite late, but that was about it. But yeah. Navas. Um, he's never going to score. No, uh, I, I think, uh, yeah. Um, the, the second he scores, he's going to celebrate like he won the league. Well, this, this is the thing. Navas is pretty much an attacking midfielder, yeah. like a high winger, and he hasn't scored for like 60 games. Yeah. Um, he's not the man you really want to bring on. He's, and, he's not a very good shot either. Well, like, no, clearly it's not. just, yeah, it's yeah. not good. Yeah. Well, I mean, he had a chance to um, to score himself like, yeah. on a fast counter-attack. He had yeah. the whole field in front of him, and as he got to the edge of the six-yard box, rather than shooting, he decided to square the ball to Boney. Yeah. Which, you know, Kashioni managed to get a foot to. And it, I think it shows a massive lack of confidence yeah. in yourself that you, you're almost second guessing yourself before you've even got to the ball. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's not good for, for Navas, who's, you know, with that Manchester City, with their strongest 11, Navas isn't in that strongest no. 11. No. Uh, so, yeah, he, di- he didn't really do himself many favours, and um, neither did he do any favours for old mate Pellegrini. No. Now on to the most Christmassy thing we could possibly think of. This is our second edition. It is. <laughs> Part two. Part two. <laughs> um, what do the managers want for Christmas? Ooh, interesting, <laughs> interesting. Um, well, uh, we're having a look at Santa's um, wish list at the moment that you know he receives all the letters from all the boys and girls around the world and, and desperate football managers <laughs> in the UK. And uh, from uh, Arsene Wenger, Arsene Wenger is asking that Leicester City start losing some bloody games. 
Because here we are, we're at Christmas time. Arsenal's above Chelsea, Man United, Man City, and Liverpool, and they're still sitting second yeah. in the table <laughs> of all the seasons. Yeah. Uh, That's the type of thing if you said at Christmas time that was the situation. Yeah. Nah, no way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Aston Villa. Yep. Remy Guard. Remy Guard. Take us through it. <laughs> uh, Remy's asking that um, that the superstar youngster Jack Grealish just has a quiet night in at home for once. <laughs> <laughs> Keep off the Twitter. Keep off the Twitter. Um, down at, at Bournemouth, the, the cherries, Eddie Howe. Um, he's hoping that he doesn't accidentally wake up and that this is all a dream. Because <laughs> <laughs> him and the cherries are absolutely loving life yeah. in the top flight, aren't they? <laughs> um, yeah, Chelsea. Three points. That's all they yeah. want. It's just yeah. three points. <laughs> well, um, they got it this week. They but, did. You know, hopefully they can um, get a couple. Of, you know, is yeah. it is there a game now between yep. Christmas? No, Boxing Day. So Boxing Day is the next one. Okay. Um, and, and it's interesting actually that the jokes were that Jose Mourinho was in fact the special one because he had one win in August, one win in September, <laughs> <laughs> one win in October. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> Um, yeah, Crystal Palace, um, Pardew, we love Pardew on this show. Just, we love the swagger that Pardew <laughs> has of that touchline. Um, he wants the, he hopes that, um, the England job is clearly his as he's outgrown the Premier League. Now. <laughs> <laughs> um, Martinez at, at Everton, Dave, what's he, um, asking for? He wants Lukaku. Lukaku. <laughs> he wants Lukaku not to leave in the transfer window. <laughs> Oh, who knows? They, are, they, they might come knocking for an old. I don't think Lukaku would want to leave either because that oh, would no. tarnish his record, his goal scoring record. Maybe. Who knows? Uh, come January, we may be, um, he may set the, the new record and be close <laughs> to it by then. Um, Lester, Claudio Ranieri. Oh, the, the tinker man himself. Um, He's, he, he'd want something similar to. Um, to the Bournemouth manager, wouldn't he? Oh, uh, probably, but um, he, he specifically that he wants a bathtub full of the tears of Roman Abramovich who fired him all those years ago, only now <laughs> to see him at the top of the table. <laughs> and more money for pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, Pellegrini at Manchester City. He wants a clone of Quinaguero. <laughs> oh, maybe get the uh, Dolly the Sheep. Uh, now, Man United, Louis Van Gaal, what's, what's he asking for? He doesn't know that he's on the naughty list, <laughs> no. but he wants a job after Christmas. He wants a job. <laughs> yep. he, he just wants a paycheck. Yep. Or a striker that can score a goal. Oh, look out. Hey, um, you, you got one, Marshall, with some fancy footwear. <laughs> uh, uh, too bad they can't play him where he should be playing. True. Um, Liverpool and Klopp. Liverpool, Liverpool and Klopp. Um, I, um, Klopp wants new hamstrings for Daniel Sturridge and a shiny new tracksuit jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon he should shop at the same place as Diego Costa for hamstrings. Oh, yeah. Well, that, the mystery hamstring of um, Diego. Um, now, now, Dan at the north, um, Newcastle, Steve McLaren. He's asking for anything except a bloody sports direct gift card for Mike Ashley. <laughs> Probably got a few of those. So, um, um, Alex Neil at Norwich, he's asking for a suit because he's sick of wearing those tracksuits on the sidelines <laughs> every week. Um, now, uh, Ronald Kuman at Southampton, what's he, what's he asking for? 
Saints early season form. Yeah, they need to find it. They need to find it pronto. Or if Santa can come and give it to them, even better. Maybe, maybe. Now, uh, Mark Hughes down at, at the Pottery. Uh, what's he want? He wants Butland to wear oven mitts whenever he isn't playing football to protect his golden hands. <laughs> like George Costanza in our cycle. Yeah, he's a hand model. There, there you go. Now, uh, Big Sam at Sunderland. You're a big fan of Big Sam. Your theory Sam. is that Big Sam is actually Santa Claus. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. What's that? What's our mate Big Sam asking for? He is asking for more chewing more gum. More chewing gum. You know, they, they showed him during the Chelsea game on the weekend, like, I think they were down 3 1. Barini had just scored, and they showed Allardyce, and he was like sitting, sitting back in the chair, like, with his feet up on the like the barrier, yep. just sitting away chewing gum with like this massive grin on his face. <laughs> it was hilarious. Um, now, S- Swansea. Um, I think they just want a new manager. <laughs> they do. It's strange that they've left it left it this long. Like Monk left a couple of weeks ago, yeah. and they're heading into the busiest period of the season, and they've still got no one there. Seems seems absurd. Anyway, that's that, that sounds to me like they're waiting out for someone. Maybe they have actually asked Santa Claus for a new manager. <laughs> um, anyway, um, Pochettino at Tottenham. A new phone number, so Emmanuel Adebayor can stop calling. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon Adebayo is just calling him up just to make sure he's still getting his paychecks. <laughs> uh, now, uh, this one. So yeah, that. yeah. Um, At Watford, I can never say his name I right. I love saying his name. It's Kike Sanchez, Sanchez Flores. <laughs> <laughs> Insert Mexican music. Yeah. Um, what does he want for Christmas? He wants the, the box set of House on Blu-ray because <laughs> he's ordered out on our DVD. I'm still waiting for to walk out with, with a cane. With a cane. Oh, once he comes out with a, with a cane, I, I reckon, you know, we just dedicate an entire podcast yep. to just kick a Sanchez for his cane. <laughs> It'll just be epic. Now, uh, Tony Pulis at West Brom. What's he want, Dave? A new cap. A new cap. Oh, classic. And, uh, yeah, to, to round it out, uh, our good mate Slavin Billich at West Ham. What's he want? It's simple. Dimitri Payet back. Yeah, just so they can start getting some wins again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, let's see what actually comes true or not for um, for the, mm. the Barclays Premier League manager's Christmas wish list. <laughs> will be interesting viewing. But um, before we round out, we need to get to our, our classic segment, uh, the Cleverly Award. Cleverly. Insert awesome music here. Cleverly <laughs> <award>. <laughs> Um, did you see anything this previous round? Now, you have been pretty busy, flat out. Yep. Uh, work's busy. Uh, you got another kid. Have you seen anything that's just made you go, you know what, that's that's Tom Cleverly Award material. Golden Cleverly. <laughs> Golden Cleverly. Nah. No. <laughs> I'm not paying enough attention for that. <laughs> All right, well, I, I saw it in t- this morning's game in uh, Manchester City and Arsenal. And Manchester City went to take a quick corner. Kevin De Bruyne put the ball down. He went back, went to kick the ball, and instead he kicked the corner flag, completely missed the ball, and nearly tripped himself <laughs> up, uh, which is hilarious. You know, you're one of the best players in the world, yeah. and you can't even kick a ball from the from the corner. <laughs> but what was even better was the reaction of one of the Arsenal supporters behind him, who was like laughing like it was probably the funniest thing he'd ever seen in his life. It was just hysterical laughter. Oh, God. And he was just mocking Kevin De Bruyne, so... It was just a shame he didn't go ground because it just would have made it so much funnier. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, oh, I think that's I think that's probably the epitome 
of yeah. like a Tom Cleverly Award nomination. Right Can't there. get more cleverly than that. No, no. But um, anyway, on to add the staple of the Sarnating podcast, especially this season, um, our look at fantasy football. Yes, which uh, another... You, you, don't, you don't sound too happy. No. Nah. Another averagey week for me. Um, well, above average. I checked you were one point above the uh, average. One point. Well, I, I was, um, I think I was like 50 points and yep. there was still, I think, two two or three games left. Yep. And I still had a few players to play and I ended up with like 55 points or something. <laughs> and I'm thinking, how does that happen? Yeah. Um, and I blame Sterling because <laughs> well, I put him into my squad. It was a weird round because we had um, like a lot of the teams that's had a lot of really good performing players played each other this, this yeah. week. So we had Everton and Leicester and we also had Man City and Arsenal. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was a, a bit of a, a conflict of a round because, you know, you may have got maximum points for some players, but not others. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was, it was a real interesting one. Because it's, it's, it's bad because... If if one of the players score against the other player in your team, yeah. there's no clean sheet points or anything. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I had a pretty dismal week. What about you? Uh, not too bad. I, I had my probably my biggest score of the whole season. Yep. I got um, 96 points. You, you leapfrogged two of us. Yeah. So I, at a moment I did. So I, I think I'm just uh, I'm sitting fourth. I think yep. one point behind Fanny. And congrats to Fanny. He got one point more than me this round. He got 97. Yeah. He uh, forgot to change his captain again, left it at Mares. Ah. He scored the two penalties. Yeah, well, that's that's what I did. I yeah. um, after after last week's episode where I talked about my calamity of two weeks ago, you know, dropping Mares who got a hat trick, yeah. and then last week dropping I can't remember who I dropped Vardy who yeah. scored as well. I I had a good hard look at myself in the mirror. I said, Pete, what are you doing? <laughs> like but, uh, there was a, there was a palpable discord between me and my <laughs> fantasy side. Um, so I just I brought it back down to, to yeah. basics, and I just went pick the best team that you have. Don't think about the impending results. Yeah, because that's where I was getting into trouble. I kept out thinking myself. Yeah, um, going oh that team will lose and that team will be a nil or result. And, yeah. Um, so yeah, I pretty much just brought it back to simple. I, I didn't even make a trade. I just chose my my best eleven. Yeah. On paper, and made Mara's captain because it just seemed the right thing to do. And yeah. It seemed to work out in the end. Well, we've said time and time again that Mares is just a staple captain. Yeah. Because um, whether he scores or not, he's having a good game. Well, he, well, we spoke a number of weeks ago about how consistent he is with the bonus points, like like Otzil this season. And um, interesting, um, the player of the week, no surprise, was Mares, who got a double. And yeah. it was only two weeks ago he was player of the week as well. Yeah. Um, so he's, his season just seems to get better and better yeah um but yeah so yeah decided to make him captain that worked out great for me i also had yeah otzel in my midfield had um barkley in my midfield both getting tons of assists yeah um strikers vardy goal Giroud goal ingalo two goals and yeah a couple clean uh, a clean sheet in my defense with eric dyer yeah um an assist from bakary sanya and bonus points which i was really surprised mm. about for man city um, he did play good, but I didn't think he was three bonus point material yeah, type yep. of game. And um, So, yeah, it just seemed to be a really good round, except I had William on my bench, ah. who got 10 points. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Jeez. But um, at the time, I was sort of tossing up between him or Vardy. Yeah. And I went with Vardy, so it really only cost me two points probably yeah. in the end. Um, it's When I was watching Watford and I saw... Um, 
Igale. Igale score. Yeah. Like, shit. Yeah. And I was instantly like pissed off because I know Rush has Igalo. Yeah. And um Yeah, you don't have him. No, I do now though. I do now. <laughs> I do now. But the problem is I can't have the same players yeah. and get ahead of her. Yeah. Um so I I put Harry Kane in last week. Yep, so um so, and you made him El Capitano? Yes, I did. Um which I think he scored, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um so no matter what I do, it's nothing on what Rush is doing. Yeah. So I'm not gonna catch her, but um it's yeah, yeah it's, not happy. It's, it's tough, isn't it? Because, <laughs> it is. Yeah, you sort of need to keep with the pack and have the same players, but then you can't make up that difference that yeah. you have by having different players because yeah. these players are just performing every week. Yeah, and like like literally that that week I didn't have Mara's in my side absolutely killed me. Yeah, if I had him captain that week where he got the hat trick, yeah, I'd, I'd probably be right up there at the top. Yeah. Um. Uh, so yeah, just you know, one bad decision at the moment. It's just super tight, this, this league. The, like the actual Premier League itself. Yeah, it is, yeah. Um, um, so, who's the uh, the main man this week in yeah. fantasy? Yeah, I just um, mentioned it just uh, earlier. So, yeah, Mares with 15 points this round. So, he um, he played, I think, 70 minutes. So, he got the two points. He um, scored the two goals from the penalties, and he got, like, the three bonus points. Yep. So, a really good performance from, from Mares. And, um, yeah, had they kept a clean sheet. Probably yep. been slightly more. Uh, penalties scored differently? No, they are exactly the same. Okay, so only... if a defender takes a penalty and a striker takes a penalty, it doesn't make a difference. Oh, no, as no. As in, you... like, it still gets, like, the defender points. Yeah, exactly. And, okay, yeah. Yeah, there's no, like, price difference for, um, yeah. you know, penalties as opposed to just regular goals. Yeah. But the other, other thing is also that if they miss a penalty they can almost get, like, minus points for yep. it. Um, okay. So it really impacts packs their scores. It's a bit of a risk sometimes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, surprised. I was having a look. Mara's only... I mean, he's the most selected player in the game. Yeah. Um, at 65%, which got me thinking, what are the other sort of... What is it, 35%? Yeah. Doing it? And I, I think maybe the other 35% of people that did their team in week one and then haven't really looked at it... Yeah. ...at it since they dropped off the game, but... um. Yeah, you just, he is the player you just can't afford to leave out at the moment. Yeah. So, on to the rest of the games this week. Yep. And we'll start with probably the worst game. <laughs> Man United 1, Sun... Oh, what am I going? Man United 1, Norwich 2. Yeah. Well, who would have seen that cut? Even as bad as United have been this season. Yeah. Who would have seen that? And um, I noticed this week... Um, LVG went with Ashley Young at right back, going with a bit of experience, but didn't uh, yeah. really seem to work out. I think did he it. did that because he caught flack for not putting him in yeah. last week. Yeah, and we also saw the return of Rooney and Smalling. Yep. So, you know, between them three, a lot of experience. When I saw the team sheet, I'm thinking that's a pretty solid team. Yeah. Because you've got Rooney back, you've got Martial, you've yep. got Depe. Um, obviously, Schweinsteiger isn't back yet. Mm-hmm. Um, Carrick, it's like one of our strongest teams we can have. Yeah. Um, Smalling was back, and we still did terrible. It just shows that when you don't have motivation or, you know, that momentum, when you lose that momentum, it's so hard to, to get back. Yeah. And especially, you know, a, a performance like this at home against a team that, you know, you'd almost, in previous seasons, you would have sleepwalked yeah. three points against. Uh, yeah, massive kick in the balls. Um, it's. <laughs> I was watching the... Um, Post match from 
Louis Van Gaal. And <laughs> Pretty much pleading I, for his job. Well, I find it so funny that if he's if he's asked a question, he gives the most generic answer that you could probably think of. Um, so he's like he's the media's nightmare because they get nothing from yeah, him. Yeah. Um, he just plays a straight bat with everything. Yeah. Um, which is good in a way, but you know, the fans get nothing from him either because they don't know what the hell he's talking about. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think the match well, our the way we're playing speaks volumes more than what his post match does. Yeah. And I mean, this was United's third loss in a row. Yeah. Um, and, Heading into this game, Norwich hadn't been in great form either. They'd, no. they'd been like in some serious trouble the last few weeks. Um, and yeah, I, you know, the, the boos at the end of the game were yep. just were so loud. <laughs> as soon as that end whistle went off, yeah. straight off, because I was just annoyed. And, and the thing with like um, Old Trafford is like the, the staff and the players all have to walk to that corner yep. to get into the tunnel. And as he was walking, he was just sort of like keeping his eye on the grass. And you could see like, Fans just giving him an absolute gobful, just yeah, you know, they were just sort of shaking their head. They, they're in almost disbelief, and yeah, you know, I reckon you with you know, this Pep Guardiola news coming out now, yeah, that he's leaving Bayern Munich, you know, are, is that going to force United's hands maybe to get rid of LVG as well? Well, yeah, <laughs> it's looking like that, yeah, um, but also rumors of. Jose coming well, exa- in. Well, exactly. This this is the thing. Like, Which that scares me. <laughs> well, Jose has come out said he's he's going to be staying in London. Yeah. And he's hoping for a new job in the Premier League. So yeah. suddenly you've got this thing of oh, do you get in Jose and yeah, you know, personally, how would you feel if Jose came in? Um, I'd be upset. Yeah. <laughs> because a, I don't like him. Yeah. Um, I. Not that his tactics are really much different from what um, Van Gaal was trying to do. Yeah. Um, but I just don't, I personally don't like his tactics. Yeah. Um, and but but we see with Mourinho everywhere he goes he gets this like almost immediate impact. Yeah. Um, he pretty much just brings this winning mentality, and I I think the problem is because he wherever he goes club to club he always stays like three four years. Yeah. I think maybe the message just gets a bit thin towards the end because he demands so much from players. Yeah. That, you know, they, he'd come in and they'd literally run through walls and then suddenly it's the same yep. grinding thing, the same tactics, the same message. Well, because um, Van Hull has said that um, you can't live in the past. You yeah. have to look at what you're doing now. Yeah. Um, and that's what he says to people when they say, why aren't you playing like United have been playing yeah. for years under um, yeah, Ferguson. Uh, under Ferguson. Um, because the the United fans and all the diehard fans just want them to play attacking football. Yeah. That's the way they've done it. Yeah. Um, and he's just not doing that. And um, I don't think someone should come in and just not play attacking football. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I, me personally, I, I don't want him because yep. I think that's what he's going to do. Yep. Um, I would prefer someone fresh that is as hungry as the players and the fans. Pardew. <laughs> I would, I wouldn't complain if he came in because oh, wow. there you go. he he's proven him first. he's proven himself. Oh, Why not? There you go. Stuff England, Pardew to, to United. Yep. There you go. All right. Well, um, let's let's have a look. The the next game it was a a, a thriller. Um, Everton two, Leicester City three, and um, Leicester they just continue to do it. Top of the table at Christmas time. Yep. 
Um, I think we predicted a, a good match. Yeah, we did. Goals um, are plenty. And it, it sort of shifted too because Everton sort of kept clawing their way back and then yeah. Leicester got ahead. So, um, yeah, Mahrez now making six goals in his last three games. So that form he had earlier in the season, yeah. he's just literally stepped it up again now. Yeah. Um, at, at a really important time. And, um, yeah, Leicester City, um, Claudio Ranieri is famous well, during his Chelsea day, days for... He was called the Tinker Man because he used to change his side a lot. Yeah. And yeah, heading into this game, he made a couple of tweaks. He brought in um, Okazaki up front instead of Uljoa. Yep. With with Vardy. And it, it paid dividends yep. straight away because Okazaki earned the first penalty. And uh, yeah, um, Vardy won the second penalty. And um, then, yeah, Vardy with another assist towards the end of the game for Okazaki. It's not surprising that... Cause in the other games also, there was quite a few penalties this week. There was quite a lot of penalties. Um, I think that the conditions played a Yeah, part. exactly right, yeah. We, we almost saw like torrential <laughs> biblical rain yeah. in a lot of the games, and this was one of them. Um, I think I was watching, I think it was Villa and... Yeah, Villa Newcastle. Yeah, one of them scored, but just because you could not see anything, it yeah. was that pouring down the rain. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Okazaki, yeah, he played... Brilliant, yeah, he led the line up front. So, um, uh, good to see Morales score again. Yeah, yeah, the Belgium. So, um, yeah, but it just wasn't enough for, for Everton. But congrats to Lukaku, who I think made it now seven games in a row consecutive scoring. Yep. So, like you mentioned before, he's really chasing down <laughs> he is, yeah. Hardy's record. So. Um, and it was a real uh, striker's goal, too. He's just pouncing on it, yeah. um, which is exactly what you need to do. Mm. Um, Chelsea 3, Sunderland 1. Yeah, well, I mean, I touched a lot like at the top of the show with the whole the whole Jose thing. But yeah, Chelsea, a 3-1 win um, post-Jose over Sunderland. Do you, I know I tweeted this to you, um, but do you think it was... It, it's a coincidence that Jose's gone, they now win, play him... If there was something going in between the manager and the players, um, player morale would have been, we're free now. Yeah, well, let's let's have fun. Well, yeah, we. I mean, we saw, you know, Oscar almost seemed to play like a man possessed on the weekend. So, yeah, you know, maybe that whole weight of expectation off his shoulders from you know certain tactics yeah. that, that Mourinho might have played. Because that's it's it's a tough mindset yeah. going into a game knowing that you could be the best player in the world and you will still get dropped. Yeah. So that's got to be a lot of pressure on all of the players. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I, like I mentioned at the top, yeah. like Oscar was doing flicks and tricks and, and Rabona's all game. So, yeah. you know, he, he was really playing like a Brazilian. <laughs> yeah. And I did notice, though, that Chelsea started the season doing that. Yeah. They, they did a lot of little tricks and little yeah. back passes and stuff like that. And they did a lot last season, too. But at that time, they were flying. They were yeah. Like scoring goals for fun. Yeah. Um, so that, that was a massive difference. But, like, the atmosphere at Stanford Bridge, I've never seen a more toxic atmosphere at a game because... Pretty much as soon as the game started, the the crowd was still like really angry that Mourinho had been sacked. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so you know, whenever they got the chance, they were always singing, you know, the Jose Mourinho chant. Yeah. And they did a stand up for the special one, and like the, every single person inside that stadium was on their feet clapping for Jose Mourinho. Oh, jeez. And even um, no it, black arm bands. <laughs> well, I mean, we saw um, Ivanovic got the early goal. Yeah. And Pedro got another. Yeah. One. And after every goal, like the crowd would sing Jose Mourinho. Yeah, and then they they started singing "Where were you when we were shit?" Yeah, <laughs> so which is a bit of a um, a backhander, but I think the the most worrying thing was um, like there was rumours about certain players who had 
you know, had almost been responsible for Mourinho losing his job. Um, like, word was, you know, Fabregas was one of the ones and, and Diego Costa as well. Yeah. And they were both subbed off during the game. And when Fabregas came off, he received a lot of boos from yeah. the crowd. And same with Diego Costa. He got a very mixed reception from the fans too that, you know, they might have felt a bit betrayed by Costa because, you know, the fans, the fans love Jose. Yep. And they always backed Diego Costa with all the bad that he does. Yeah. They always stood by him and then they feel that they threw, he threw their manager under the bus. Yeah. So, yeah, it was it was quite a weird atmosphere. There was even a few boos post-game too. Like, you know, I think everyone was a bit like, oh, you do it now that, that the gaff is gone. <laughs> um, but yeah, interesting. But um, yeah, anyway, it was a... Good result for for Chelsea. Absolute much much needed three points. Yeah, especially against a fellow relegation. Yeah, candidate heading into Christmas. That takes us on to Newcastle one, Aston Villa one. It's not a loss for Newcastle, but it's not a win either. No, well they'll, they'll probably be very disappointing this after two really good wins, you know, against Spurs and Liverpool. Yeah, and then. You know, yeah, the condition. I think the conditions played a big part in in yeah. this game. I think this this was the worst oh. weather game out of all of them. It was horrible. The ball was like almost swimming. Like Colchini <laughs> got the first goal basically because the the ball had managed to skid across the turf and then almost come to a complete stop in front of him. Yeah, to tap in. And, yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, credit to Jordan Ayew who you know scored a really good goal. But this. He seems to be one of these players that just does it when he wants to. Yeah. Like, he'll play good for 10 minutes, but then the other 80, he just sort of pots around. Yeah. Uh, obviously, he has a lot of talent, and, you know, there's you know, there's obviously something there, but clearly not playing to anywhere near his potential. Yeah. Uh, which is a bit of a worry. But, you know, at, considering Villa had only had six points before this game, yeah, a vital point, but still, it's it's not enough for them. They need, they need three points, and they need them now. Yeah. Um, Watford 3, Liverpool nil. Bit of a shock there, Dubs. It is, yes. Um, <laughs> Klopp wouldn't be happy. <laughs> no, no. Um, but yeah, we saw um, Mignolet was out injured for yes. Liverpool and their um, backup keeper, Bogdan, came in. Very, very uh, scary, yeah. <laughs> I, I almost felt bad for him. Um, Obviously that, had a lot of nerves. Oh, yeah, that first goal should have been a sitter. And yeah. Dropped it, tried to claim that he got the ball kicked away. But I tell you what, though, credit to Nathan Ake, who was quick enough to sort of spot the ball, almost get fumbled out, and get his foot to it, and yeah. almost kick it out of his hands. Yeah. And I think Bogdan was complaining that, you know, he had control of the ball, but he didn't have control. Nah, that that no ball way. was yep. a 50-50 ball. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, great, great stuff for, for Watford there, and it just got even better for them. Well, because... Bogdan wasn't all bad. He just no. had really bad moments. Yeah. Um, but he had some really nice saves there. Absolutely. Um, so it's, it's kind of a 50-50 game for him. Yeah. And um, a double to um, our fantasy football favourite, Ingalo. Ah. <laughs> he, he could be my favourite now. It depends. We want um, Fernie to hack into her team and just <laughs> take all the players out. As soon as there's a wild card in, just use the wild card to swap all the players out. Um, but yeah, his uh, credit where credit's due, and he's doing well. Yeah, I, I tell you what, I love um, in this game. Um, Peter Drury, our favourite commentator, <laughs> yep. um, side netting approved. <laughs> um, he was commentator for this game, and when Ingalo got the first goal, he was just going, he was like, "Ingalo, the man's a machine. He scores 
when he wants. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was absolutely up and about. And, um, he, it was amazing that, that that first goal he got, he just completely outmuscled Martin Skirtle. Yeah. Which you don't see Martin Skirtle really get like pushed off a ball too easily. Yeah. Um, so, you know, really great work. And credit to Deeney as well, who had won that ball in midfield by outmuscling um, Lucas and then just pretty much getting the ball and, and kicking it into his direction. Yeah. So, you know, the, the Deeney and Gale partnership is clearly the best in the top flight football yeah. at the moment. Um, they're just superb. Yeah. Uh, it's just amazing how, you know, the way this season's going, but um, they are absolutely unstoppable. Well, that's four wins in a row, a row now for Watford. Yeah, absolutely um, flying. Yeah, flying up that table. No, another situation. Who would have thought? Bournemouth, Watford, Leicester. Yeah, flying. Right. <laughs> um, and another thing I just wanted to touch on with with this game was, um, yes, Sacco was in defence for Liverpool, and the amount of times he ended up on his backside, um, where he he just couldn't handle Ingalo. Um, Ingalo was just running at him, and I don't know if Sarko had the wrong studs or something, but yeah. there was quite a few times where he turned him inside out, back to front. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was due to I, I didn't realize this. Um, um, Ingalo has a move called the Iggy Chop, <laughs> where he sort of he yeah apparently he he fakes I think to go on the right and then scoops the ball quickly on his left. Okay. And yeah, apparently he's done it to quite a number of players this season. So it's something to look out for. Yeah. It should almost be a drinking game. When Ngalo does this Iggy chop, <laughs> you got to have a shot. Uh, because yeah, Sarko is still, I think, you know, chasing shadows yeah. after that game on the weekend. So how does this, now that Liverpool have lost again, how does that compare with Klopp and Rodgers? Yeah, well, I didn't realise this, but this was Klopp's third loss of the season, and he hasn't been in charge for that long, but Rodgers had only had two losses. Yeah. So, you know, Liverpool, while they do really good against some of the big teams, against other teams, they seem to be almost mentally switching off. Yeah. And that's obviously something Klopp's going to have to work on, and he has in the past mentioned that he doesn't need to go to the transfer market, that he's got the right players there. Yeah. But maybe he might start thinking, you know, because they've dropped a lot of points against gettable teams. Yeah. Maybe he needs to rethink that that yeah. tactic. Yeah. Um. Well, I'll, normally I wouldn't say this bit in today's game. How long do you reckon they'll give Klopp? <laughs> <laughs> Klopp for the chop. Klopp for the chop. He got the Ingalo chop. <laughs> he got the Ingalo chop. Oh. Um. So where do you think if if Klopp does need to go to the market, where do you think he looks? Well, I, I think, honestly, he looks at Germany because he knows knows it so well. He knows yep. the players. He knows the league. Um, so, But then again, you know, it's a bit hard to take good players yep. out from good teams. So, um, Position-wise, where do you reckon he goes? Defence, you reckon? Uh, yeah, I reckon, yeah, maybe he goes defence. He might want to bring in a striker because clearly he can't rely on Daniel Sturridge. Yeah. And he doesn't really fancy Benteke the way that he plays. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, maybe he brings in a striker, and you know he probably want another attacking midfielder as well. So yeah, but then again, like the in that holding role in midfield, like they still got Lucas, and you know he's getting on in age, and he's you know he's not that great. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe he might tap into his resources and connections back at Dortmund and yeah. try and wrestle a player or two there. But you can't imagine Dortmund letting them go cheaply. No, um, I imagine. Um, Benteke, as a player like Lukaku, yeah. that 
he'll move around a bit. But yeah. when he finds the right team, like Lukaku has with yeah. um, Everton, I reckon he'll do pretty well. Yeah, I think um, he also just needs ninety minutes football every yeah. day. Yeah, um, his goal per minutes ratio is actually pretty decent. So yeah, maybe if he just gets a chance, uh, if he wants to score goals, he's more than happy to come to Chelsea. <laughs> uh, but anyway, let's um, yeah. West Brom hosted Bournemouth, and Bournemouth got the cherry. Yep, two one. Um, most this game was mostly famous for um, McLean, who got red carded for for hacking Adam Smith down on, on the wing, which was moments um, after he himself been fouled. Yeah. And he was appealing for a free kick, didn't get one, basically got up on his feet, ran to where the ball was, and just kicked the shit out of yeah. Adam Smith. That so was bad. It was bad. And that... the, it, he was like almost complaining about it walking off the pitch. Yeah. Uh, it was just really, really stupid. Uh, like, that, that, I reckon that's the worst I've seen. It, yeah, almost it's... ever. Like, other than Luke Shaw actually. Getting his leg broken, that's probably like the worst tackle yeah, without a bad result. It was like result. really vicious. It yeah. was almost like, like assault. So, um, but yeah, credit to Bournemouth who, yeah, three wins in a row for Bournemouth. Yep. And you just bring it all back down to that, that game a few weeks ago against Everton when they were, you know, they were dead in the water. We came back with two super late goals and they've just managed to carry that momentum into Chelsea, into United. Yeah. And then, yeah, on the road to, to West Brom. So, yeah. Absolutely fantastic. But, um, yeah, Spurs, 2-0 win over Southampton. Bad to worse for Saints. They pretty much coughed <laughs> up two goals in two minutes. Yep. And that was the, the end of, of that game. Um, Harry Kane with a yeah a, nice a nice little run there. Yeah, although um, Koeman wasn't happy. He called it amateur defending. <laughs> yeah, and I did hear that. It was like Kane was running through, like, training cones, at, yeah. wasn't it? They were and just they were just tackles. little knocks through the legs and yeah. you know, how does that even happen? Yeah, and yeah, Deli Ali just continuing his amazing form this season, making it two 0 and um, yeah, that was enough for for Tottenham to to get the points. Second last game, Stoke one, Crystal Palace two. Yeah, um, Pardew. It <laughs> was looking like Stoke would be the better team. Yeah, um, but yeah, Pardew's got his ways. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I didn't realize how well Crystal Palace had done this season away from home. Yeah. Um, you just, I think, in two two thousand and fifteen altogether, they they'd probably been one of the best travelling sides. Um, but yeah, really good result for them. Zaha earned an early penalty, which um, Connor Wickham finally got his first goal for <laughs> Crystal Palace um, from the spot. But um, nonetheless, and then yeah, um, Bayan Kirkich scoring from the spot as well. And you mentioned earlier in the show, we just seem to have like so many penalties this yeah. round. Um, I, actually, I sh- probably should have gone back, looked at the numbers, and um, seen how many because it could have been almost a record. Yeah, it, it'd have to be up there. But um, yeah, it was um, Crystal Palace. Yeah, um, Lee Chung Young, who probably doesn't get too much game time for Crystal Palace, but scored an absolute screamer, and yeah, it was enough for Crystal Palace to. That was a brilliant goal, wasn't it? <laughs> brilliant goal, yeah, really, really good one. And um, yeah, then rounding out, we had um, Swansea host West Ham. Nil or a result. Um, the only draw of the, the week. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. You know, Swansea appealed. They probably should have had a penalty. Collins handballing. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah, it was funny. Like, as soon as he handballed it, he just held, like, held his head. Yeah. And was just on the ground for ages. Like, and he, he, like, he looked up. Yeah. Looked back down again and held his head again. Yeah, he was like, oh, if I sort of do a really good job of convincing the referee, maybe he'll believe me. And, 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 <laughs> and it worked, to do the yeah. Trip. Um, just shows sometimes that it's really not going your way. It's not going your way. So that brings us on to our predictions for this weekend. I tell you what, I love um, 
I love Boxing Day. Because <laughs> uh, uh, every team plays on that, that night usually yep. um, for Boxing Day. So uh, I love it. I just the, the football comes thick and fast at this time of the year and it yep. basically starts now. That's why, that's why Christmas is good. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> um, so the only early match... Uh, well, you know, the as we say up. every week, yep, yeah, the the, the eleven forty five p.m. <laughs> Stoke City, Manchester United at eleven forty five. Tell you what, this isn't the place you want to go when you're down on form and you need three points. Yeah, like the the Potteries is such a hard place to go to. Uh, this could, I reckon, this has nil all written all over. Yeah, I'd agree with you. Yeah, all yeah. Right. All right, next game, Swansea City hosting West Brom. You got to go with West Brom at the moment. I don't know. I think I'll go with Swansea. I think they, yeah. they, they've showed a bit the last few weeks. Uh, I think they, they might get a win here against West Brom. Okay. Aston Villa, West Ham. Claret and Blue Derby. Claret and Blue. Claret and Blue. Um, yeah, West Ham for me. Yep. Yep. I might go... Yeah, I'll go with West Ham. Go. I'll go with the Claret and Blue. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll go with the Blue and Claret. <laughs> Uh, Man City Sunderland. Oh, gee. You know what? This is actually a bit of a bogey game for Manchester City in the past. Yep. Um, but that said, I think City they'll they'll probably want to bounce back after the, the Arsenal results. So. Yeah. They're, they're normally the team that do bounce back. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'd have to go with um with Manchester City. Chelsea Watford. I tell you what, this is a, a tough game. Yep, this will be a nail biter, I think. This this uh, isn't going to be an easy game. Um, Hitting can charge. I think maybe I'm I'm going to go probably with a Chelsea win. Yep. Yeah. Could could this be the worst time to put Igalo in? <laughs> <laughs> maybe into my fantasy. Um, I am actually going to go Watford. Oh, interesting. Yep. And if it is going to be a win for them, I think it's going to be a one nil. Okay. That'll that'll be tight one. Um, Liverpool Leicester City, another hard match for Liverpool. Absolutely. Um, I'm more inclined to go with Leicester City. Or well, you know, go with the tail of the tape, and um, yeah, I, I reckon, I I think this ends up a draw. Yep. 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 I'll, I'll, I'll go with the draw. Um, next up, Spurs host Norwich. Spurs. Spurs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, pretty simple. Um, Bournemouth Crystal Palace. This, I think, will be a good game. I'll tell you um, what, it will be a good yeah. game. I... I'm going to have to go Bournemouth. Yeah. Um, if, if, if there's going to be a win, I'd say Bournemouth, but maybe it's going to be a draw. Yeah. Because I, I can't... Yeah, I'm going back on myself a little bit. I can't actually see Crystal Palace losing, yeah. but I can see Bournemouth... Clinching the win. Both teams absolutely so, flying with momentum. Yeah, it's probably I, the toughest game of the week for me, actually. Yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll toss a coin. I'll just I'll sit on the fence. I'll go go draw. <laughs> I can't can't split them. I don't want either side to lose. <laughs> um, Newcastle host Everton. Ah, oh, gotta go Everton. Yeah. Yep. Oh, Everton haven't travelled too well this season, but yeah, it's it's hard to say. Um, yeah, I might go Everton as well. Yep. And then the last game. Of Boxing Day, Southampton, Arsenal. Arsenal. You reckon Arsenal? Yeah. You know what? I Coming reckon, off the City win. I reckon this is the type of game that Arsenal lose. Yep. Um, well, they are away, so... Away. They've had like a really good result against the big teams, and then they slip up against the lower teams. So I'm going to go with a Southampton win here yep. as a bit of a roughie. There is a lot of games... There's a lot of There's games. There's a lot of up. games. Yeah. Do, do we. Nah, nah. Nah. So we'll leave as is. Yeah. 
Well, that just about does it for our Christmas edition. Our bumper Christmas extravaganza, <laughs> packed in like a Christmas bonbon. <laughs> um, if you guys want to contact us, you yep. can go to sidenettingpod.com. Yep. Um, or you can go to Twitter, and our handle is... Yep, sidenet underscore pod. Or if you want to contact uh, Pete directly. Yep, um, Ashley Matt, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> Trolley Trolley Lamb is what you need to look out for. And we are on Facebook now too, putting up lots of funny shit most of the time so just look for signed any podcast like it join in the discussions get involved we'll read out your your messages on the the show um if you give us a five star review that would be great yes if you're listening to this on itunes do us a favor rate the show it will help us immensely um even if you want to write balls in yeah. the comments. As long as you give us five stars, we appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, if you say, you know what, these guys suck. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you. When are we back? Oh, well, we'll probably record after the Boxing Day game. So yes. we'll talk to you guys before the new year. We'll catch you then. All right, see you. Bye.